Welcome to The Interdisciplinarian, where product managers share their stories and insights from the field. Welcome to The Interdisciplinarian. My name is Alex Cowan. I'm your host. And joining us today is Inbal Reichman-Cohen, who is a Darden alumni and most recently was a product manager at Facebook. Thanks for joining us, Inbal. Thanks for having me. Hi. Well, uh, tell me about your role, your last role that you had at Facebook. I was at Facebook for about two years, uh, and I had a couple roles there. And my last role was um, the product manager of the privacy and trust team on Facebook. At Facebook, so that's the team that's responsible for uh, anything that has to do with privacy. So um, all the privacy settings, uh, privacy sentiment on Facebook. And uh, in general, understanding data use, um, yeah. And so as, as a, I mean, probably we all know what Facebook is and we have a notion of, of what, what privacy is about. What would be an example of a project you would work on as, as a product manager for the topic of privacy? Yeah, so at Facebook, uh, you know, some people would think that privacy is something that, you know, you just tack on to whatever product you have. But at Facebook, they treat it uh, very much like a product of its own uh, with metrics and with a roadmap and with uh, pretty high-level scrutiny on on the products and projects that we work on. As an example for things that we did in the time that I was there is we changed the way um, you choose who to post to. It's part of the composer so that's where you actually compose your posts on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided to change the way that uh, the layout to make sure people are posting to who they really want you know, to post to. We also uh, focus a lot on privacy sentiment. So there, in the past, there was a lot of focus on, like, let's get people into the right settings on Facebook, privacy settings. But in, but in reality, uh, what was really important is that people feel like they're in control. In, when they are on Facebook, so they know where the, to find different settings, they know how to choose the right you know audience as opposed to etc. So we focused a lot on just kind of I guess you would call it like uh, privacy sentiment, or it's kind of like more of a marketing uh, aspect to make sure people really are posting to the right uh, audiences. And so what we did is that we looked for different. Well, let me ask you a question. What's the relationship between sentiment and the, the mechanics of the way somebody posts something? Yeah, so it's the, let me give, give you an example of how we were like, approaching it. So if you are, um, for example, uh, going, going to an event and you, you write that you're going to an event on Facebook, but you're not sure who can now see that you're going to this event, you know, is it like your friends, is it... Uh, is it public? Is it everyone who's going to that event? You know, so we kind of took different like uh, places in the in the user journey. You know, on Facebook, where you would potentially, um, you know, wonder what's happening to what I'm posting, who's seeing my information, and help you control that at that moment, essentially. So, or, or very close to that moment. Um, so we found different opportunities to say, hey, uh, is this you know. Here's who can see your post, or did you know that this is what's happening, or here's where you can learn more about how this works, you know. And we saw, and that we we tried a bunch of different uh, versions of that, and we uh, tested it pretty profusely, and we found, uh, you know, something that really worked, and people really responded to, and felt we saw sentiment go up pretty significantly for these, and then we just started like, rolling those out in different places around the product. 
You probably will see them uh, next time you're on Facebook. Yeah. And can you tell me a little bit about how, what does sentiment mean exactly? How, how would you measure something like that? Yeah. So sentiment, that's a pretty tricky one. You know, it's not like us, it's not as easy as just seeing, you know, the number of posts that someone writes, you know, go up or down. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, the way we did it is using surveys. And we had different uh, questions that we used and uh, tr- tested them and kind of saw which ones were correlated with behavior of users and went with the one that we thought were, was most um, accurate for our needs. Because, and tell me if I'm right or wrong about this, but ultimately the idea is that the, the, you want the user to feel satisfied about privacy, but ultimately you care about the level of activity that they're undertaking and you hope that... Um, a yeah, better so, sentiment on privacy leads to more activity. Is that is that kind of what you're meaning with those yeah. surveys? Mm-hmm. So it's, so long term, that's definitely you know you can't you can't test in privacy. It's one of the harder things about privacy is yeah. that you don't see results immediately. Like you you will see results. Like we, we will see results of like our um, different products. We will see hey sentiment went up when we don't, when we launched this or when for the users who saw this in our A/B tests. Mm-hmm. But um, but you can't see like activity usage like immediately change you know you can if you're like specifically talking about like events that people post more on an event if they know what's happening to their posts but usually it takes a lot more time to actually see activity move so that's something we were <clears throat> we are kind of were following long term so we mm-hmm. had a holdout and we could see hey these users have better you know better they post more they are more active they comment more etc cetera, etc cetera. And when you say a long time, like roughly, um, what what kind of time frames <clears throat> do, does that does that mean in this context? So since we started, we you know we just had a holdout where that didn't get any of these campaigns, didn't get any of these uh, different product uh, features, and we just saw we compare you know our people who have never seen these things to people who have, and we over time kind of see what happens. And this could be you know over we we did, saw it over six months, we saw it over a year. And we're keeping, we're, you know, the, the team keeps following these for over time to see what's mm-hmm. going on. The more we add products, the more we can see, you know, the different uh, effect of it. But at the end of the day, the company also cares about sentiment. You know, that's also a, a metric the company cares about mm-hmm. on its own. You know, yep. um, so that's also something that, uh, you know, is it, when you see like high, like top level sentiment go up, that's also a really important thing uh, for the company. Yep. Yep. And. Yeah. The so you've got you've got an outcome that you want and you have a general notion of, of what you want to experiment with like let's say it's the tagging um, or the event thing how do you approach mm-hmm. building new features or, or modifying settings th- things like that what's your what was your process like there from kind of yeah. idea to execution and testing in general the way you do it is that you um, you identify the way it works at Facebook is that you have six month intervals where you um, you have a roadmap that's six months long, and you plan a strategy for that roadmap uh, in advance, and then you kind of hit the ground running and execute, execute, execute. Um, and the way you do that is that you know the way the roadmapping kind of um, step works is that you you gather a lot of data, you gather a lot of uh, research on your product. While keeping in mind, you know, your high-level goals. If your high-level goals is sentiment. If your high-level goals is, uh, you know, is activity. Whatever it is, that your high-level goals are. And then you're looking at data and looking at research. You say, hey, here's an opportunity. Here's, uh, you know, uh, a problem we need to fix. You know, here are, you know, different things that we, we could do. And then you, got, you once you have a lot of the data and the research, 
um, kind of the essence of that clear, you can you can start coming up with a bunch of ideas and doing a lot of brainstorming about um, what can we do. You know, what's going to be the most effective? What's going to what's what tools do we have? And how gonna... do you how do you do that with with your interdisciplinary colleagues? Who's, what kind uh, yeah. of people are involved at what point? So everyone is involved. This is one of the cool things that Facebook, um, and you know, I, mean, I think it's become, become pretty, I think, pretty commonplace today that like, everyone's involved in this process. It's not like the product manager is sitting and saying, this is what we'll do, and you know, everyone kind of follows suit. Uh, but you know, everyone kind of brainstorms together, and the product manager's role is to essentially take you know, the, the insights and ideas out of that brainstorming session and say, okay, guys, here's what I heard most. Here's what makes sense. Here's how this will align with our strategy, with the, with the company's strategy. Uh, this is what we'll be doing. Here's our, here's our you know, strategy. And then you can, you know, get feedback if people disagree or they have, you know, other ideas. But in general, you're kind of facilitating that work uh, while, you know, while leading the team into a certain direction. And when you say, I mean, probably everyone's, Everyone is not the same, if that makes sense. It probably doesn't. It prob- what everyone means to everyone, a given yeah, person. Okay. So a, tell, team, tell a product team that. in Facebook is made of uh, engineers, obviously, uh, designers, marketing manager, data scientist, uh, content strategist. Yeah, I mean, there's also data engineering. There's also like, you know, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much, uh, those are pretty much the main characters, I think. I'm not miss- missing anyone. And are, yeah. are they on a dedicated team that's focused on privacy or yeah okay yeah i mean some some of them have uh two teams they work on um like the, our marketing manager was also working on, a, on another product as well um but also having to do with privacy in some way so uh so some of them our data scientist was like uh, was also working with a different team as well but they are like they have two teams they work on like privacy mm-hmm. and something else uh, mm-hmm. and our engineers were all privacy focused we had the seven engineers on the team an engineering manager um, and so our designer was uh, totally focused on our team so uh, yeah and let, let's close with a little bit about you I mean what you have a you have a kind of an engineering background, you got an MBA, what, what was hard and what was easy about doing a good job as a product manager at Facebook? So I had a, a product uh, experience in the past, so that was, you know, I felt, you know, okay, this is, I know how to do this kind of thing, but mm-hmm. what was hard, I think two things. So one is Facebook is a social media company. There aren't that many of those, and so it's a, you know, most people have not worked in social media before coming to work at Facebook. So mm-hmm. you, it's, it is definitely a whole world of its own, and you have to understand the metrics. You have to understand how the, the kind of the way of thinking, and it takes a little bit of time to ramp up on that. Uh, and, then, and then the other thing is that product managers are given a lot of autonomy and are expected to do very important things in the company. You know, are presented to you know Mark and to VPs in the company, and it's a, a product manager is very, you know, has just a lot of responsibility. So um, it's sometimes a little daunting, like when you have like, responsibility for, you know, that much uh, work or, you know, so many users who are going to see your product. Um, so you gotta kind of have to get it right. You know, it's not uh-huh. like you have uh, this, uh, it's not a very hierarchical, you know, company where you, whatever you, you build, like whatever you, Every, every deck that you build has goes through like a million middle managers in the middle. So, um, yeah. So it's a lot of uh, responsibility. 
What advice would you give to the inball of, of however many years ago who is in her very first job after college and she wants to get to the point where you are now? What do you think was most important about preparing for the role that you were most recently in at Facebook? I think the most important thing is to seize opportunities. Um, look for opportunities to seize, essentially. So if you're, you know, if you're working on with a, with a team on a project, think of ways you can do more. Think of ways you can take more responsibility. Think of ways you can uh, come up with new ideas, new projects. Uh, you know, be an entrepreneur in your company if you can. Um, just uh, take on as much as you can because the more you take on, the more you can learn. So don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to take on more. Um, that's, uh, you know, I, I was lucky to have opportunities that I, to, to grow in my experience. And I was at first not sure that, that I was ready for them. But then when you're thrown in the water, you just swim. And maybe you make mistakes and you learn from them. But that's, that's part of it. It's part of the process. It's great advice for product managers. Thanks, Imbal, for joining us. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, this has been The Interdisciplinarian. Um, you can check us out online under The Interdisciplinarian. And if you want to learn how to do some of these things, check out Darden's Agile Development Specialization at bit.ly high agile. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash H-I dash A-G-I-L-E. Thanks for joining us. The Interdisciplinarian is a production of Darden Media in cooperation with the Batten Institute at UVA's Darden School of Business.